Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You know, human beings are some fascinating creatures, man. And there are many things that only we humans can do. For example, wearing clothes for fashion. An entire multi-billion dollar industry exists today because of our weird desire to express ourselves through our clothing. From jackets to sweaters and hats, scarves, shoes, glasses, gloves, jewelry. Socks, underwear. There are many animals that wear natural protection or camouflage, but clothing, for many of us, is less of a necessity for warmth and comfort and more of a nonverbal statement that expresses our sense of style or status or cultural background. And there isn't another species on the planet that exhibits this behavior. And going beyond just wearing clothes, we also engage in body decoration. Tattoos, piercings, makeup, purely for aesthetic or cultural reasons, not because we need to do it. I mean, just think about all of the tattoo artists who make a living decorating people's bodies. The makeup companies that sell eyelashes, foundation, acrylic nails, lipstick, eyeliner, dye for your hair so you can change your hair to different colors, right? I mean, just think about how many people you cross paths with every day that have decorated their body in some way. Now, I know this is common or less common in some countries, but I'm sure you've at least seen a decent amount of this online. People with tons of tattoos and piercings, the plugs in the ears, the eyebrow piercing, the nose piercing, the lip piercing, and other body parts that are hard to believe people would pierce. You know what I'm saying? Just think about how many people you've seen with body decorations, you know? It's so, it's not like, I don't want to say it's strange because I have tattoos. I'm not saying it's weird to have them. I'm just saying we're the only ones that do that. Like no other form of life decorates itself in such a way. Like who even had the idea to tattoo their skin? To even come up with a a device or a technology or 
the way to do that is fucking amazing. Like it's something that we just look at as normal, but somebody had to have the thought, I'm going to take this ink and embed it in my skin. I'm not just going to put ink in my skin. I'm going to create a particular design to put on my skin so that it stays there. Like that is, I don't know, dude, that's wild. Like you ever just watch a video of somebody getting a tattoo with a little tattoo gun or whatever they call it, those tiny little needles just That shit is wild. (laughs) It's wild, man. And another thing that we do purely for, well, sometimes purely for aesthetic reasons is dieting, right? Unlike other species that eat purely for survival or instinctual health, we humans often diet or alter our eating habits purely for aesthetic reasons or just lifestyle choices, right? We want to drop a few kilos here, right? Get rid of those love handles or whatever. Drop a few kilos over there. It's summertime. Want to put on the bathing suit, the bikini, the swim trunks, whatever you into, right? We want to avoid red meats. We want to avoid processed sugar. We want to take in less salt. We take vitamin supplements and drink protein shakes, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like there are certain parts of the world where there's so much food, so much affluence that the problem isn't dying of starvation, not enough food. The problem is we eat too much of the shit. We are dying because we are over consuming food. What other species on the planet does that shit, bro? (laughs) That is some strangely human shit, you know, to die from eating too much. That's fucking wild. That is fucking wild, man. I just think it's amazing that humans have invented new things for us to consume beyond just other animals. Like we've invented new foods and drinks and things like that for us to consume. And speaking of food, every other animal just eats a particular range of things, right? Although they might venture out of their typical diet in situations of extreme hunger, right? They need to survive. So they'll eat something that they won't normally eat. But typically, an animal is going to eat a, a particular range of things in its environment. But we humans are constantly coming up with new ways to consume the same things. Right? Think about cake. The ingredients involved in that, right? Lasagna, cheeseburgers, enchiladas verdes, cochina, french fries, pancakes, scrambled eggs, fried rice. Sushi. I mean, just think about all the different things that we eat. Is that not amazing to you? We're the only species that cooks its food. We transform it in different ways to change the taste, the digestibility, or the nutritional value of that food, right? We manipulate meat, plants, fruits, vegetables, and various liquids to create all kinds of flavors that leave you wanting more and more. Food so good that you will get in your car and leave your house just to go buy some when you're not even hungry. You just want it because it tastes good. Every other animal simply sees its prey, hunts it down, and then eats it alive or kills it and then eats it shortly after. They don't have health standards, right? There's no health inspector coming along you know, roaming around the jungle to make sure that this bird is going to be cooked at 165 degrees Fahrenheit or 73 Celsius, you know, for those of y'all that use Celsius, I had to check. Um, there's nobody doing that. You don't see 
cats killing little squirrels and being like, hold up, hold up, before I can eat this, you know, I got to add a little bit of salt and pepper. You know, I got to slow cook my shit. You know how I like it nice and tender. You don't see animals doing that shit, right? Only humans. And not just the food, right? Another thing that we do, not because we're dying of thirst, but we drink just for, just for pleasure, just because it tastes good, right? Coffee, hot or cold. Tea, hot or cold. Juice, lemonade, soda, whiskey, vodka, tequila, cachaça, cognac. We drink these things just because we like them, not because we need to, you know? And as a side note, we're, all, we're also the only species that puts water in bottles and then sells it to other members of its species. You ever think about that? How fucking, how fucking ridiculous it is that a natural resource that's found all over the planet, I shouldn't say it that way, fresh water might not be found all over the planet, but you get what I'm saying. You could just go to a stream and drink from it. And somebody was like, you know what? I'm going to put this in bottles and sell it to people. Is that not fucking amazing? The fact that people have a preference for a particular brand of water that they drink. Like, I don't drink Arrowhead. I drink Dasani or I drink whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's some wild shit. We're the only ones that do that. The only ones. We also take the water that's flushed down toilets and we use it to clean city streets. And don't ask me why I know that. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's, it's weird, bro. It's weird. We are also the only species that relieves itself into a toilet. We piss and shit into toilets. And I don't know if this is the whole world, but it's definitely in developed countries, you're pissing and shitting into clean water. Isn't that amazing? The water in your toilet if I understand correctly, even goes through a process before it, it arrives in your toilet. You know, <laughs> I'm just asking you to think about how absurd that is. That's it. That's all I'm saying. It is a uniquely human activity to urinate or defecate into a toilet and then reuse that water to clean the streets that we walk down every day. That is... Anyway, um, moving on. Another thing that is uniquely human is artistic creation, right? We create things just for the aesthetic appeal or the emotional impact. We create paintings and sculptures. We create music, literature, movies, poetry, right? All types of things just to express that which cannot be expressed with natural dialogue, right? It is amazing. Just, just stop and think about all the amazing albums that you've heard in your lifetime. I mean, do people, I don't know about the younger ones listening to this, do y'all actually like get excited and listen to an album from start to finish? Because even like the idea of releasing an album these days, it doesn't really have the same effect or importance that it did 10, 15, or 20 years ago. Like I specifically remember when the Carter 3 came out. And getting the physical CD and like listening to each track, you know what I'm saying? Looking at the artwork of the album, taking it out of the CD case and extending that little pamphlet to see all the photos and, and stuff like that. We don't do that shit anymore. When's the last time you bought a, a physical CD, bro? 
it's to the point where now it's like just for aesthetic purposes somebody might buy a vinyl record and they got a vinyl record player in their house you know just like people who use film cameras still analog cameras instead of their cell phone it's just like aesthetically pleasing and you get this sense of nostalgia when you use it but you don't need it anymore right but anyway, getting back to, to the point, artistic creation is something that only humans do. Just think about all the albums, all the movies, all the fucking classic works of literature, all the YouTube videos, TikTok videos, memes. That's another one that is so fucking underrated is memes. And maybe you pronounce it differently in your language. When I say meme, it's M-E-M-E. -E. We say meme. Right. It's like a little it's a picture that's illustrating some kind of situation and then most likely some text to accompany that picture. And that text is based on some kind of cultural understanding that makes it funny or relatable. That's a meme, basically. And that, I think, is the most underrated form of art because it combines imagery with a bit of humor. You know. In a way, it's comedy, which is an art form. You know what I'm saying? Most underrated form. But we make fucking memes. Right? We make fucking memes, like images that you look at and just understand and relate to. Nothing needs to be said. Right? You just get it. Like, only humans do shit like that. Only humans play instruments, the guitar, the drums. We sing. Humans sing for fun. You ever think about that? And apart from making art, we also collect it. There are people who have just gigantic collections of paintings or albums or... I don't know, literature, whatever they collect, but people collect artwork and they trade it, they sell it, they buy it. That is a uniquely human endeavor. It's creating things and not just art, but also tools and machines, right? Now, if I'm not mistaken, there have been, I've seen maybe videos of other animals using rocks to open coconuts or, or other types of nuts. I don't fucking know. Animals have learned to use objects to accomplish certain tasks i believe i've seen monkeys doing something like that some form of monkey i don't know but even if that's true we're the only ones creating cars and guns you know and machines that like irrigate entire farms and hours when it would have taken days i don't know i'm just giving just thinking of random examples of amazing things we create rocket ships to send things into outer space right sailboats because we can only really travel on land practically but you know what let's create something that will get us to the other side of the ocean airplanes computers microphones trains like dog it's, it's amazing screwdrivers imagine your life imagine what life would be like if nobody ever invented the screwdriver or the hammer or the saw right if you live in a modern house, you wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to live in these, right? Even something simpler, like just trying to get the wood to create the house, the structure of the house, the frame, right? What did they do before the chainsaw was invented? They used fucking axes and you'd be out there chopping and chopping and chopping all goddamn day for one tree. And then you got to cut that shit up into small. It's just like, dude imagine imagine and then life before the axe what what was done what did they do 
it's just such a uniquely human thing, bro, to use objects in our environment to create new things and make life easier or more interesting, more efficient, more practical, right? And that's not to say that there aren't, there aren't other smart animals that use their environment to their advantage. I'm just saying complex tools to achieve complex tasks, right? We automate processes. We have factories and shit. Robots that do things for us. It is amazing. Amazing. And, you know, as a side note, I was talking to a friend a couple of weeks ago, and he said something like, it's better to be in contact with nature. Living out in the middle of a city isn't really natural. We need to be in contact with trees and animals and get fresh air and see the ocean or the mountains or whatever, which I don't disagree with. But sometimes I, I think of the city as an extension of nature. I really do. Because at the end of the day, everything that was used to build everything we see in the city came from nature. The asphalt, the concrete, the trees that line the streets, the cars, the buildings, the stoplights, all of those were made with materials that exist in nature, right? Or most of them, maybe some were, were created chemically, I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying, a building is made of concrete and wood, right? Those materials are found in nature, and we just use them to create something new. So it's an extension. Human beings come from nature, and we created buildings. So buildings are kind of an extension of nature. When you think about it, it may not be as aesthetically pleasing as the rainforest or a sunset over the Pacific Ocean, but it's still an extension of us. I don't know. It's just something interesting to think about. But moving on, we talked about complex tools. What about complex language? I mean, think about this podcast. Using complex language to transmit ideas, to make you think, to make you question, to teach you new things. Only humans do that. Now, I have seen some documentaries where people will claim that like dolphins use a series of clicks to communicate with each other or other animals have found ways to communicate with each other. But I'm talking about complex language, nouns, verbs, adjectives, letters, sentences, paragraphs, books, right? Speeches and shit. Only humans do that. You imagine like a, a, a fucking reindeer giving the I have a dream speech <laughs> on Christmas. I have a dream that every child will get a present this year. I don't know. I'm just saying only humans do that. And not just one language, but multiple languages, Arabic and Cantonese and Thai and English and German and French, Russian, Japanese, Turkish. That shit is wild, bro. That is wild. The only species that I know of that not only uses complex language, but depending on, like we've, we've broken into smaller groups and developed our own languages. Like, isn't that strange that two members of the same species born on different sides of the planet can't communicate with each other? You don't find that strange that somebody born in Japan, raised in Japan, now 35, travels to like France or Brazil and can't communicate with other humans. You might take that for granted and think, yeah, like it's normal, whatever, duh. But to me, that is wild, bro. That is wild that two members of the same species can't have a conversation with each other because they grew up making different sounds 
that is fucking wild and uniquely human. You know, all dogs bark, all cats meow. Now, we don't know if they're communicating something specific to each other. I don't see how we could know that. But they all bark and meow, right? They all see each other and do what dogs and cats do, generally speaking. And I guess you could say the same for humans. We all generally do a, a particular range of things. But, but in terms of language, like, but I don't know. That to me is fascinating. And we use our language to communicate with each other, like to tell stories, to share information, to get things done. You don't find that fascinating? I, I don't know. That to me is fucking fascinating. And not only that, you, that we speak one particular language, but that we, we are capable of learning other languages. You know what I'm saying? Like, are there fucking birds that are learning other dialects of bird? <laughs> like fucking pigeons communicate. I guess, well, there you go. Maybe, maybe birds, like maybe pigeons and toucans can't communicate with each other. Maybe, yeah, maybe uh, we're not the only ones that have. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm just thinking about like different species that communicate with each other. Because birds communicate with each other. They fucking go go and all that shit. Chickens don't speak the same language as toucans or is it language to them like what do those sounds mean to them we don't know i've seen documentaries that claim to know like oh the lion does this or makes this sound because of this but it's like how do you know that did the lion tell you that you know <laughs> are you just like assuming that you know what's going on based on your observation i don't know anyway and speaking of observations we also use our language to conduct scientific research, right? We study the cause and effect of things, and we try to manipulate the outcomes of a particular set of, of actions. If I do A, then I get B, and if I do A and B, then I get C, and we try to manipulate those things to get D, E, G, and F, you know? We try to see how this happens and why it happens. Try to understand the world around us. That to me is interesting. There are people in laboratories like pouring chemicals into flasks, trying to come up with new compounds or understand what makes up this particular molecule and shit. You know? People that like took the time to figure out at what temperature food needs to be cooked for us not to get sick. Somebody that figured out, oh, we should wash our hands after using the restroom. We should wash our hands before we perform open heart surgery. Right? We should give these people anesthesia before we remove a tooth from their fucking skull so they don't feel pain. You imagine the amount of people. This is going to get dark, a little disgusting, so you might want to skip ahead 15 seconds. But just imagine. I'll give you a minute to pull out your phone and skip this if you don't want to hear some disgusting shit. I'll wait. Okay, you, you've had enough time by now. So just imagine the number of human beings that consumed their own feces or drank their own urine before we discovered like, oh, we shouldn't be consuming this shit. You think that a human being didn't try that? Dogs eat their own vomit. You think a human being didn't urinate at one point and then see if he could drink it? Somebody found out that if you're in the middle of the desert, Nothing to drink. You can actually drink your own urine. I believe twice. I might be wrong about that. You can do it at least once. 
before it becomes dangerous. So if you have nothing else to drink, you can piss in something. <laughs> a, ca- a cactus, I don't fucking know. And then drink that shit. Somebody had to figure that out. You understand? Somebody put in the time <laughs> to do that research. Right? Fucking wild. Fucking wild, man. I mean, just, I don't know. That's wild. Even more abstract things like psychology. To study, there's something that we still don't even understand completely. I say we as if I'm out here doing research. Something that scientists, researchers don't even understand completely is the human brain. Our greatest asset, our fucking brains. We don't even understand it completely. Why we do the things that we do or feel the emotions that we feel or play out particular patterns of behavior, right? Mental disorders, depressions, anxiety, schizophrenia bipolar disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, psychopathy, right? To try and study and understand these things. And to do that, we use our complex language, multiple complex languages. You don't find that fascinating? I don't know, man. And not only the scientific approach to trying to understand life and the lives that we live, but also practicing religion is something that's also uniquely human, right? We worship and pray to higher powers, to gods. Only humans do that. We perform specific rituals. We, bro, there was a time, I don't even know if this is still done in different parts of the world, but there was a time when it was a normal thing to sacrifice a human being in the name of God or multiple gods, we are going to murder this person and offer their soul or their body or their blood or whatever. Also animals, right? They would sacrifice animals and offer them up to whatever god they believed in so that they would get rain for their crops next year or whatever they were sacrificing the animal or the person for. Only humans do shit like that. Only humans are like superstitious. Like only humans, oh, this is like, bro, such a human thing to, to construct a building with, let's call it 20 floors and skip the 13th floor because we believe that number is unlucky. That is some uniquely human shit, bro. You walk into a building, you ever get on an elevator and notice it goes 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 14, 15, 16. We are so superstitious that we refuse to put a 13th floor in a building. That is some uniquely human shit, bro. That is uniquely human. We build churches taller than fucking skyscrapers. I'm exaggerating, but you know what I'm saying. You've seen some of these just magnificent castle-like churches out in Spain, out in Scotland. They build castles and shit, you know? And it's amazing, some of the churches that have been built in the name of God. Amazing, stained glass windows, fucking 20 meters high, gigantic crosses, all this beautiful architecture and interior design. Looks amazing. All in the name of God. Only humans do that, man. Only humans do yoga and meditate and shit. Just sit up on a mountain in silence, just breathing. Only humans do that. 
I guess that's arguable because maybe maybe animals meditate and we just don't think of it that way. But animals just sit there in silence, conserving energy. We don't know what they're thinking about. But still, you get my point. Religion, yoga, meditation, spirituality, trying to connect to a higher power, something that goes beyond our comprehension, that goes beyond human limitation. Right? We want to believe that there's something else out there. We want to believe there's other forms of life in the universe. We want to believe that there's life after death, that there's a heaven or a hell or another dimension that's, that it's not just you're born, you live, you die, and that's it. We want to believe that. And other people don't believe that. Other people believe once you die, it's fucking over. It's darkness. You're going right back to where you were before you came to this planet, which is nothingness. And as humans, we sit and talk about that shit. We debate it. We go to church every Sunday or Saturday or whatever day you go to church. People practice Ramadan and they fast for a month for religious purposes. Not because they, as humans, need to, like for survival, but because they believe it's important. They believe that it's something that they need to do. That is some uniquely human shit. There are no other animals out here fasting in the name of God, right? Choosing not to eat. It's like, you know what? Nah. Next 30 days, I'm only going to eat when the sun goes down. Like no other, you know? Every other animal says, animal, pray, kill, eat, repeat. <laughs> That's it, you know? I just think it's interesting, man. All the, the weird things that humans do. And speaking of the animal kingdom, another thing that only humans do is practice charity and altruism, right? We create NGOs, which I believe is non-government organizations or something like that, which is like non-profit organizations. Let me say it that way. And we donate money to particular causes for cancer research or to end homelessness or to feed the hungry or whatever it may be. Only humans do that. Only, only humans do that. And we don't do it for ourselves, but to benefit other people that we know need help. We're the only species that will save the weak, like every, bro, every other species. Every other species out in the wild, I mean. It's the survival of the fittest, bro. Only the strong and the most adaptable. I said that wrong. Only the strongest and most adaptable survive. You know? You're out in the fucking Serengeti and you break a leg, you're just fucking left behind. You're somebody else's food now. You know, there's no fucking intervention. We're not going to put a cast on that shit. Take you to the hospital. Let get you some morphine. Rest you up until you're back on your feet. Fuck that. You're dead. You're dead, bro. You're too slow. Well, sorry. You're crocodile food. Sorry. Couldn't make it across the river. You should have fucking, you know, got those knees higher. Should have been in the gym, bitch. No pity. Absolutely no pity out there in the wild, bro. It's either eat or be eaten, kill or be killed. And everything eats and kills something else. It's just the way it is. But humans, we're like, no, no, that's not right. That's immoral. We need to protect and save the weak. We need to take care of the weak. Only humans do that, right? We feel empathy for other people. We have moral principles and societal norms. We try to be kind to other people, show other people respect, you know? Only humans do that shit. We build hospitals and shit. 
senior citizen retirement homes and stuff like that. All right, we take care of the elderly and the sick and the weak. We take care of children. We protect women, right? Only humans do that. Now, that's not to say that other animals won't protect members of their species from enemy predators or whatever you want to call it. I don't have the, I guess we'll call them predators. Not that they won't protect their children from predators. That obviously happens. But I'm saying like, if, uh, I don't know, think of an animal. If a fucking, why can't I think of any specific animals? You get what I'm trying to say. If one animal sees another member of its species that it's not related to, I mean, they're not a part of the same tribe or family or whatever you want to call it, sees it getting attacked, it's not going to go over there and try to save it. It's running in the other direction. It doesn't want to be next. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if this animal is fucking you up like that, imagine what it's going to do to me. I'm about to get out of here. <laughs> you know? Whereas if you see a human being attacked in the street, you might feel compelled to step in and try to protect that human. We're the only ones that do that. Right? That's interesting to me. That we make an extra effort to protect and save the weak and vulnerable. That's interesting because it's not about like we need to do that for human survival. We don't need to do that. It's purely based on moral principles. I think. I haven't thought about it long enough, but on the surface, it seems that it's purely a moral thing. We just believe in the idea of right or wrong, and we've decided that this is right, you know? Which is another interesting thing that humans do. Think philosophically, right? We think about reality. We think about ethics. We think about abstract concepts, existential questions. We ask ourselves, why are we here? What is the purpose of all this shit? We're the only ones that do that. Every other form of life, as far as we know, it's like wake up, look for some food, get that food, eat that food, reproduce, urinate, defecate, go to sleep, repeat, try to stay alive. Like, that's it. It's just survival. That's it. And I was watching, I think it was a clip from the Lex Friedman podcast months ago. I think it was that podcast. I don't know. But it was just some clip on TikTok. And this guy was explaining his theory on why that is, like why humans even stop to ask themselves, what is the meaning of all this? What's the purpose? And he believes that many, 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 many years ago, before we lived in organized society, before we lived in civilization, human beings were like hunter-gatherers and they were much more animalistic in the sense that it was purely about surviving. Back at a time when any sound in the middle of the night could have been a predator trying to eat you or your wife or your fucking kids, you know? When you had to go out and search for food and kill the animal, bring it back, remove the fucking fur and skin, chop it up into pieces, cook the meat, and then eat that shit. I'm talking about that time. He believes back then, like every day you wake up just trying to conserve energy because you never know when you're going to have to run away from a predator or fight a predator or chase down a meal or whatever it may be. So you're conserving energy. You're focused on getting food for that day. You're focused on taking care of your family, protecting the young. And that was the meaning of life. The same meaning that every other form of life has, which is just survive and thrive, reproduce. That's it. But then we moved into houses and shit. We built cities. We gave ourselves jobs. We started trading money and goods for services and things of that nature. We got grocery stores and cars and cell phones and the internet. And now 
we don't necessarily need to wake up and fight for survival in the way our distant ancestors did. Not in the same way. Like you can, you know, for a fact, you can go to the grocery store. There's most likely going to be food there. You can exchange your money for food. You come home, you arrive there safely. Most likely, depending on where you live, nobody tried to fucking take your life or all your resources from you. Right? So we're not necessarily waking up and fighting for survival every day. Like we're waking up and going through a particular routine. We're taking showers and getting dressed and feeding the children, catching the bus and then the train and working nine to five and coming home, looking at our phones, eating dinner, showering and going to sleep. Like, and that's when we started to ask ourselves, why the fuck am I doing this? Because you never really feel like your life is in danger. You're not fighting for survival. So there's no real motivation to get up and get after it because there's food in the fridge there's food down there on the street like i got paid this month there's money in my account i have entertainment unlimited unlimited entertainment on my phone my tv my computer so why am i still getting up and going to work every day why am i burning all this energy when i don't really feel like i need to and you just have so much more free time on your hands to stop and ask yourself why am i doing this Because think about it, like in the past, you know why you're getting up and searching for food. You know why you're defending your family from a predator or whatever. You don't have to ask yourself, why am I doing these things? It's just instinctual. Our instinct is to survive. But when you remove that constant threat of starvation or dangerous predators or whatever it is, and you're just living all day in a box, you're working in an office with artificial lights, you're driving in cars, you're wearing a suit and tie. Like, what the fuck am I doing this for? You know? You just have all this time to ask yourself, why do I do this? And so his theory is that he believes that's when we started to ask ourselves more, more philosophically, what is the meaning of life? What is the purpose? Why are we here? What am I doing this shit for? And I don't know if that's true, but it's interesting to think about. We think philosophically. We think about good and evil. Such abstract concepts. You know, what's right and what's wrong. Punishing each other for the things that we do to each other or don't do, you know. We engage in debates. You know what I'm saying? We discuss ideas and we all think and believe different things. Based on our life experience, based on the way that we were raised, we have a particular view of the world and we engage in dialogue with other people and we decide if we're right and they're wrong, or if they're right and we're wrong, or if neither of us know what we're talking about, that is a uniquely human endeavor, you know? And apart from discussing ideas, we also discuss and look at history. We preserve history. We record it. We document it, right? Through books like text and literature, through movies, music is also a record of history. All art really is a record of history, right? It's it's from a specific moment in time. We record these things. We look back in time and try to understand the past to make better choices in the present, to create a better future. You know, we try not to make the same mistakes again. We try to remember where we came from so that we're not lost in this world. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That is uniquely human, right? People write in diaries, their thoughts and experiences. We keep journals, you know? We celebrate holidays. Every year we celebrate holidays on a particular day. You know, celebrate birthdays. Only species that does that. And that's, a, I don't know, that's interesting to me. That's interesting. Not only do we preserve history, but history in and of itself is something interesting to think about because it's not even really an accurate record of what happened. It's just one person's account of what happened. Like when you read a history book or somebody tells a story, you don't really know if that's what happened. And we just like, we, especially distant history, like 1945, 1832, 500 BC or whatever, we're just listening to stories, but we don't know if that's actually what happened, right? Because I don't know if you guys even played the game telephone when you were in, in elementary school, but it's basically like all the kids sit in a circle and the teacher will give a particular phrase to one kid. The teacher will whisper that phrase into the kid's ear. And the kid needs to turn to the kid that's sitting next to him or her and whisper that same phrase into the next kid's ear. And each kid whispers into the kid's ear that's next to him or her. You see what I'm saying? And it goes around in the circle. And at the end of the circle, the last kid should say out loud the same phrase that the teacher said initially. And that's the game. And nine times out of 10, the same phrase does not go all the way around that circle. So think about that, but just history, recorded history. We read these books and say this happened and that happened, but we don't fucking know that, right? Like we intentionally not only preserve history, but we alter it to favor ourselves. You see what I'm saying? Like the story of the way that the Americas were quote unquote discovered, you know, and everything that happened during those hundreds of years and development of the U.S. and Canada and Brazil and Mexico, etc. That's told from one perspective. Imagine the story told from the slave's perspective, if we could actually hear in as much detail the story from their perspective, you know, or other major historical events. I mean, pick one. That's just an example. I'm just saying we not only preserve history, but we alter it based on our own biases, our own intentions and objectives and things like that. We interpret history in different ways. The same story is told from different perspectives. You know what I'm saying? It's interesting. And only humans do that. No other animal keeps a record of the past. It's just living every day, every day. And we don't even know if they have a concept of time, right? We think of that as a human invention so that we can make sense of things. But we don't know if other forms of life keep track of time, you know? And this, as a side note, this is something that I think about from time to time when they say the planet is billions of years old, our human beings have been around for thousands of years, 
around this year we evolved into this. How the fuck? Do, how do you know that? How do you know that? You counted the rings on a tree and, and for that reason you know how old it is? You don't fucking know that. You don't know that. You can't even, you can't even fathom three billion years with your human brain. How do you know that's how old the earth is? And I'm not saying that it's not. I'm, it's a genuine question. How do we know that, you know? Anyway, I know that's unrelated. It's just something I think about from time to time. It's like, yeah, human beings have been around for thousands of years. How the fuck? You're, bro, you're 67. How do you know that? The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, unrelated. So let's fucking move on. Another thing that humans do, not only look at the past, but they look to the future. We look to the future. We dream. We aspire to achieve things. We set long-term goals, right? Only humans do that. We think about success in the future. Like I start a business today and in the next three to five years, it will be making more money than I could ever make working a regular job. I'm going to create generational wealth. I'm going to take that money, build the business, expand it to different locations. My kids won't need to struggle financially. I'm going to teach them everything I know. They'll take on the family business. We're going to make investments, buy property, multiply our money. Our great, 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 great grandchildren are going to be rich. We think that way. We make investments in the stock market. We buy real estate, right? We open restaurants. We make movies. You know what I'm saying? We learn languages. We go to the gym to work on our body. We set goals for ourselves. In the future, I want to look like this or sound like this or make this much money or live in this location. We plan for the future. Most of us <laughs> plan for the future. Even if it's just tomorrow, what am I doing tomorrow? And you have a schedule, a calendar, and I need to be here at this time on this day wearing these clothes. You see what I'm saying? Only humans. Only humans. We try to manipulate time, which is such an abstract concept, but that's how we live our lives, trying to manipulate time, trying to save time. You know, think about Uber, for example, an entire business built off the idea of saving time. Just press a button on your phone, five minutes later, a car pulls up and takes you exactly where you need to go. You're saving time, and that's how they make money. You know? Is that not amazing? I think that's amazing. You know, just think about, like, the fucking vision that one has to have to say, you know what, I'm about to develop a city. I'm going to found a country and govern these people. Like, think about the vision that one has to have. Think about how crazy you have to be to think that you could be the president of a country. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta have a couple screws loose. And when I say when I say to have a couple screws loose, it means you're a little crazy. Like think about a device or a machine that's held together by screws. If you take out a couple of those screws that are not so tight, there's a chance that the machine starts rattling, it might fall apart, doesn't function properly. I hope that makes some kind of sense. It just means like, you know, there should be eight eggs in the basket and you only have six. <laughs> You're missing a few of the, the essential pieces for the machine to be functioning properly. Think about your brain in that way. So you got to have a couple screws loose to think I can govern 330 million people, you know? And that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm not even going to get into fucking government and politics. I'm just saying it's fucking crazy. That is crazy. 
And that's not to say that there aren't hierarchies in other forms of life, like wolf packs and bands of monkeys and shit. Like, I'm sure even, you know, other animals have a hierarchy. There's leaders or the top dog, the alpha or whatever. But I'm saying, like, more abstract ideas, dreaming of, like, becoming this figure. I dream of being a famous musician. I dream of being a forensic analyst. I dream of being this or that. I dream to have a family and live out in the country. We envision these things, and then we take action in the present to realize that in the future. That's interesting, and I think that's really what pushes us forward, is our ability to, to imagine things. Because how could you even create something if you can't imagine it, right? If you can't see it in your mind's eye, I don't see how you would create it. So even the ability to imagine something that doesn't yet exist, to me, is fucking incredible. And I think it's uniquely human, you know? And something that's also uniquely human, man, is keeping animals as pets. Now, if you've been following the podcast for a while, if you listen to every episode, you know how I feel about this. It's fucking weird, man. Owning animals is fucking weird. And I'm not against it. I'm not against it. All right. I love animals and the idea of keeping pets, having some cats and dogs. Amazing. I love cats. I love dogs. I don't have any pets. That's just mainly because I feel like this place isn't big enough to keep them, you know, but uh, I'm just saying it's weird. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying you're a bad person or it's immoral or nothing. I'm just saying it's fucking weird to keep an animal and call it yours. It's illegal and immoral to own humans, but not animals. Right? Like, you can keep it locked in cages. You can make it travel on airplanes and shit. You choose what it eats. You choose where it sleeps most of the time. You choose when it goes to the fucking doctor. You inject it with things that it knows nothing about. Right? Sometimes you put clothing on it. You dress it up in particular outfits. Sometimes you treat it better than other humans. Right? Like, it's, it's weird, bro. It's fucking weird. And I would just love to know how dogs and cats were chosen as the main animals to domesticate and keep as pets. You know, obviously keep, people keep mice and fish, sometimes snakes, birds. Uh, what else do people keep as pets? Cats, dogs. I mean, that's the basic stuff, right? The most common stuff. Like, why? For what purpose? I'm, I'm saying, when did that start? When did that become a thing? I would like to know. I just think it's weird. That's all I'm saying. Not against it. It's just one of those weird things that only humans do. And not just keep pets, but breed animals. This is even more strange. It's one thing to say, okay, I'm going to take this animal that I found in the street, bring it into my home and take care of it. That's one thing. But then to say, you know what? I, I think it would be fucking amazing if we took this breed of animal and this breed and mixed them together. We're going to make them have sex and create a new version of this animal that is some uniquely human shit to like use animals as like lab rats and experiment that's weird bro that's fucking weird just manipulating the genetic makeup of animals to enhance their size or their temperament other physical traits what they're what we use them for you know certain dogs were bred to carry out certain tasks, you know what I'm saying, for hunting, or certain dogs are used as police dogs 
Certain dogs are used as service dogs to help the blind, for example. That's fucking weird, man. And we all, we all like say it's okay because we're taking care of the animal. We're feeding it. It's clearly happy. He's wagging his tail. But like, I, you know, it doesn't make it any less weird. Doesn't make it, <laughs> doesn't make it any less. We also farm animals, right? We raise animals like cows and chickens and goats, sheep. Uh, what else? Pigs, horses, just to eat them. You know? Farming animals and cows and shit, knowing that the all, its only purpose in life is to get fat and then be taken to a room, killed, and then sold for profit. <laughs> Fucking A, man. I'm just saying put a human in that same position and ask yourself if that's not horrific. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it because I love a good cheeseburger. I'm just saying. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. Um, and not just farming animals, but like another thing humans do is, is gardening. We, we practice gardening, or I don't even know how to say it. Like we garden, because garden is a noun and a verb, right? So yeah, we garden. We tend to gardens. We keep a garden. We maintain a garden. Just because it looks nice. Just beautiful, bright flowers, or some people grow their own tomatoes and shit. You know what I'm saying? Just for relaxation, just because it's, it's therapeutic. Like my dad, I remember when I was younger, he insisted on having a front and a backyard at every house we moved to. One, for aesthetic reasons, but two, he enjoyed working in the yard. He enjoyed cutting the grass and trimming the hedges and all that type of stuff. And as a kid, I just couldn't understand it. Why the fuck you want to get up on a Saturday morning and cut the grass? More importantly, why do I need to be involved if that's what you want to do? <laughs> I want to sleep on a Saturday morning. Fuck you talking about? I don't want to cut the fucking grass. But as, as I got older, I can understand why he liked it so much. Just zoning out and being around all these trees and grass and just manicuring the lawn, making it look all nice and aesthetically pleasing. It is therapeutic, I must say. And it's something that, you know, to my knowledge, only humans do. And even going back to like buildings and churches and things that we construct, just like our, our, our tendency to manipulate our environment to make it more aesthetically pleasing, just decorating things in general, like you move into a house and you decorate it in a particular way to match your sense of style or whatever you think looks good or to express your personality. You put posters and paintings on the wall. You choose a particular cover uh, for your bed. Particular color of sheets and pillows, particular chairs and things like that, you know. That to me is interesting. Or we create public parks. We create, we paint buildings certain colors and design them in certain ways and put them in certain places. All that type of stuff is just uniquely human. Just manipulating the environment so that it's more pleasing to us. Like gone are the days of just adapting to our environment and making use of whatever was around us, sleeping on the ground using trees and leaves to build little shelters or mud or clay or whatever it may be. And now it's like, not because we need to, but just because we want to, we're going to decorate this particular street. We're going to paint this entire wall, put a mural here. You know what I'm saying? We're going to paint the sidewalk or the crosswalk a different color just so it looks more lively and the, and the neighborhood has more character and personality. You know what I'm saying? We're the only ones that do that. We're also the only ones 
that hold on to things, that hoard things for no particular reason. And hoarding, just in case you don't know, is like collecting and keeping obscenely large amounts of things, most of the time for irrational reasons. Not because you need them, but just because you want them. So I'm talking about the kind of person who, if you go into their garage or their attic or their basement, it's just full of a bunch of shit they don't need. Board games from 1975 and fucking footballs and jerseys and furniture and just a bunch of shit they do not need, do not use, and do not look at. But they just can't let it go. They have to keep collecting it for some weird, irrational reason. We're the only ones that do that. We just hold on to shit that we don't need. You know? And that to me, like, especially growing up the way I grew up, just it doesn't make sense. Like, one thing I learned from the way I was brought up uh, was the more shit that you buy, the more shit you accumulate, the more shit you're just going to have to pack up and move one day. Or the more shit you have to worry about every time you leave the house. You know what I'm saying? This big ass house and all these cars and all these TVs and all this furniture and all these items of clothing and all these toys and all this bitch and all this that and all that that. Like what happens when you need to move? You got to pack all that shit up or pay to have it packed up and move to a different part of town or a different state or country. You know? Or if the house floods, all of that merchandise is just destroyed now. All that money just gone destroyed now you got to clean that shit up it's just like for what why possess all this shit i just like that is the antithesis of my life philosophy i like to travel light you know i want the least amount of possessions possible i don't need all this extra shit just holds you back it ties you down you know what i'm saying but there are some humans that just think the exact opposite i need to hold on to all of it if i lose this fucking beanie baby from 1964 I'm going to get suicidal in this bitch. It's too important to me. You know? It's weird, man. It's weird. Just some weird psychological shit that I don't understand. Another thing that is purely human and based on the makeup of your psychology is the desire to do things that bring you a sense of thrill or that make you feel alive. Right? Like skydiving. Jumping out of planes just for fun. Bungee jumping, going on roller coasters just to get that rush of adrenaline. Not because you need to, but you just got some free time and some extra money. So fuck it. Let's go have some fun. Let's go fucking, let's go fucking feel alive. Jump out of a plane. Only humans do that shit. I've actually seen a couple of videos of like other animals having fun in strange ways, doing things that resemble snowboarding or playing games and shit like that, but you know what I'm saying. Choosing to put a cord around your ankle and jump off a bridge so that you can bounce up and down and then dangle there. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I used to date a girl that was like an adrenaline junkie. She was into all that. She wanted to go skydiving and bungee jumping and she would like to go up to the tallest building. And you know those platforms that are made of glass that extend out over the street so that you're, there's really nothing under you except this thin piece of glass. And if that shit breaks, you're falling 25 stories to the fucking concrete. She would love to go up to places like that, jump up and down on the glass and shit. And like, oh, look at me. She would love that feeling that she gets in her stomach, you know, that reminds you you're alive and that you can die. 
She loves that shit. And I didn't. <laughs> I like being on the earth, bro. I like being on solid ground. Leaving the earth is not something I enjoy. Being out in the middle of the fucking ocean, being up in airplanes, on high bridges with nothing under you. and sh Nah, dog. I like having both feet planted firmly on the ground. So, um, anyway, there are just some humans that are into that shit, right? Just chasing the thrill. Just want to have fun, want to feel alive, you know? Other people who aren't really into that, they're just into more organized sports. Maybe they're not into the extreme action sports, but we play, we play games and shit, right? We play football and basketball, baseball. We play chess. We play video games. We play checkers and cards. Connect Four, we have casinos and shit, right? We have organized teams that compete in competitions, not because we need to, but just we need something to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just something to do. You play football and basketball with your friends, and it's a great way to bond, build relationships. It's good for your mental health, your physical health. We like to compete and beat each other to see who's better, right? We like to get better at things. It's amazing. Another thing that we do that's not necessarily a sport, but it's a group activity, and it's very specific, is the mosh pit. I don't know if you've heard of this, but a mosh pit, the way I understand it, what comes to mind when I hear that is like, maybe you've seen one of these, uh, like a live concert, and it's usually like some heavy death metal, or I don't know the specific genre, some type of hard rock music, head banging, you're gonna die, that type of shit, right? And they'll be at these live performances and all the people in the crowd will just start going crazy and hitting each other, swinging their arms and kicking their legs and shit. And the intention is just to hit as many people as you can. Not like trying to fight actively. You're not going after one person and just trying to fucking pound their head in. But you're just swinging your arms and your elbows and your legs and everybody's kicking and punching and elbowing each other in this crazy ball of chaos. That's a mosh pit. Like what? That's some uniquely human shit. Who else does that? Why do they do that? It's something I don't understand. I don't understand the point of a mosh pit. Like, what is... What are we doing this for, you know? Because if somebody catches me with one in the face, I'm ready to fight. I'm not like, you know what I'm saying? I don't see how that doesn't just turn into an all-out brawl. Like, for them, they're having fun. And they don't take it personally if they get smacked in the face or kicked in the nuts. But personally, I... Nah, dog, I don't... I don't understand it. Um, but for, for some people, that's fun. And speaking of fun, something that's also uniquely human is engaging in humor, right? We laugh at things. We tell jokes to each other. We use our intelligence to manipulate words or to, to construct sentences in a different way or a particular way, I mean to say. Or we tell stories in a particular way that will induce laughter. Right? We use our complex language and our life experiences to elicit laughter. You know? That is something so uniquely human. Just even the act of laughing to find something funny. Right? You ever seen videos of people falling on the internet? That shit is fuck. I don't know why. I still don't understand it. But it is hilarious. And we laugh at that. Find it funny. You know? Or you're watching a sitcom or somebody, a stand-up comedy routine, and they tell a joke, and it makes you 
laugh. And it's not something you choose to do. It's an involuntary reaction to something you've seen or heard. And it's uniquely human. I don't know. That's, that's interesting. Not just laughing, but also crying. Isn't that interesting? That human beings, like two ends of the, of the same spectrum. One is laughter, extreme pleasure and amusement. And then you have crying. You feel sad and tears uncontrollably fall from your eyes. You know? Or you fall down, you hit yourself, you might cry. Somebody dies, you might cry. You lose something, you start crying. You know? Sometimes you cry, you don't even know why. You're just crying. It's weird, no? I don't know, man. Human beings are some fucking weird creatures. Another weird thing that we do is lie. We don't just tell jokes to each other. We don't just tell stories. We tell lies. We intentionally construct false statements or narratives to deceive other people. You know? We have an understanding of what is true. Like we have an idea in our mind of what truth is. And anything other than that is considered a lie. And sometimes we intentionally tell people things that are not true. Or, or we bend the truth so that there's truth mixed in there. And that it's more believable, but it's still not exactly what happened. Or exactly what we're thinking. Or exactly what we're feeling. And we do that intentionally. And all of us do it. We see it from a very, very, very young age. Like right when, when you're a kid and you break something in the house. Or you knock something over, you spill a drink, or you get chocolate on the fucking couch, or I don't know, you, you do something wrong, and your parents are asking you, did you do this? Was this you? You know, I told you not to do that. Did you do it? And you're sitting there with a straight face, shaking your head, no, I didn't do it. It wasn't me. No, I think somebody broke in here, mom. Some, we must have had a fucking, somebody must have broke in the house, broke a fucking TV. Somebody took my favorite ball threw it at the TV, and then ran out the house. Can you believe that, Mom? I swear to God, this, this fucking neighborhood is going to shit. That's why we need a new governor in this goddamn state. We need a new mayor in this goddamn city to do, deal with this fucking crime problem. At six years old, you're lying like that. You know? That one's interesting, bro. That's amazing, is our, our capacity for deception. And that's not to say that other animals can't deceive, because they definitely can, right? I've seen nature documentaries where animals will set up traps, elaborate traps, to, to capture their prey. You know, using tricks and deception and things like that. But I mean using your words to make somebody believe something that isn't true. Or even your actions, right? Think about a con artist. And I believe the word con is short for confidence. Like a con man is a guy who... Is very good at gaining people's confidence so that they do whatever he wants them to do. So think about, I was just listening to um, an audiobook recently and he was telling the story of some con man who will like sit back and research this particular person. They'll stake them out. They'll watch them, learn all their habits and be habits, Jesus, all their behaviors, all their habits, and then approach them with a particular story or situation. And the person who's being deceived obviously has no idea what's going on. They think it's just a random situation and they don't know that they're a part of some elaborate scheme that involves multiple people taking actions and saying things at particular times to make them believe that this situation is real. And then they end up giving them their money or their time or their resources or whatever. It probably isn't the best explanation of what a con man does, but hopefully you got the idea. And you can always Google 
con man, con artist, and you'll get the, you'll get the idea. But the point is that we intentionally lie to each other and deceive each other to get what we want or to avoid what we don't want. And that's just some uniquely human shit, man. I find that fascinating. I really do. I find human beings fascinating, which is why I think when I was younger, I, I think that's the reason I wanted to study psychology so much. It's just because, like, to me, there's nothing more interesting than the human brain and all the things that it's capable of achieving, you know? We are some fucking fascinating creatures. Like, we're the only ones that have what we know of. Actually, I can't say that. We're not the only beings that, that show intelligence, right? Because like I just said, some animals have shown us that they can strategize, they can create a plan and execute on it. That, to me, requires intelligence. But I guess on the level that human beings exhibit intelligence, there's no other, there's no other form of life that does that. Or at least does it in the way that we do it, you know? So, um... Yeah, man, maybe I missed it. I'm sure there's other things I could have added to this list. I'm curious to know what y'all think. If you're listening, no matter where you're listening, feel free to leave it in the comments or shoot me a message what you think about this topic. Like, what are some other weird things that only human beings do? Because we talked about a lot of them in this episode, but I'm sure there are many, many more. Because we may not think about it like this every day, but we are some fucking weird creatures, man. <laughs> We are some weird creatures. I didn't even get into like fetishes and stuff like that. I mean, all the weird things that humans obsess over and like and are interested in. It's, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. And as I'm sure I've said 15 times in this episode, it's just really interesting to think about. So hopefully this episode will be a good starting point for you. Remember to not just listen to these episodes, but write in your journal about these topics. Talk with your friends. Start conversations so that you're not just consuming the language but you're also using it because that's how you really solidify these words and phrases and ideas in your mind. That's how you get to a point where you can speak naturally and without preparation about these topics. You know, you got to remember to do the second half of the equation. You just got about an hour of input. Now it's got time to go get an hour and a half of output. All right. But I'm gonna get out of here, my friend. This has been yet another episode of Real English Radio. I am your host, Tony Kaizen. And I'll talk to you soon. Peace. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.